0: The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Monday 6th of April.
1: The FujiCast.
0: Welcome to the FujiCast, our daily photographic community podcast now, it seems. Not just about Fuji, it's about people that just happen to love photography. And um, this will be... Is this the third week, Kev, of doing this? Daily. Um, I don't know, it feels about... I don't know, about 11 years. <laughs> week four. Me. Are we ever going to come out again? Please let us out. What do we do wrong? Is it three weeks? Yeah, it might be. Three weeks. I tell you what, we, we are very, very close, or we'll hit this week our quarter millionth download. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? yeah that's that's very good very very proud of that
2: that's um, more than like status quo got i would imagine on their first record
0: <laughs> right, they weren't downloading in those <laughs> days yeah <laughs> <"Granddad> <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i once um, when we had a band at school actually and i was in a a, 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 a sort of um, a status when they were hip in a in a status quo-esque band i was the drummer really ah yeah Ah, He's you not know, look play, like a drummer i no, have I to don't, say I, well i couldn't play drums to be honest but they hmm. um uh, alistair my best mate at the time i haven't seen alistair for years i've taken him off the christmas card list about about two decades ago um but uh, they needed a drum and he said uh, well here's a couple of drumsticks just just hit those pots and pans or whatever so that that was the drummer we, we had a grand total of one gig to ah. our, to our parents
2: that's very cool, though. I've always, I've always wanted to be in a boy band, I did. I thought I'd, I'd make a good boy <laughs> band person when I was younger.
0: So, in, 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 okay, comparing to um, Take That, which which one of Take That would you have been?
2: Oh, um, probably the moody one, the one without any of the talent. That was one of them, <laughs> wasn't it? The one that got what? arrested for jumping over a... He's stealing train tickets or something.
0: What? Well, take that. I don't think so. They're far too.
2: Who's the grumpy one? They're too clean living. Something to do with lemons or was it lemons? Jason Orange. Oh with him. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Him. Jason Lemon jason oh, lemon i yeah. don't
0: know if he no i think for the balance here i i think orange was a good lad
2: mm, or was it howard howard the duck yeah. uh, mm.
0: <laughs> let's get this right because it's quite important isn't it lawyer warning warning yes <laughs> I,
2: I will find it it was definitely one of them anyway my band was going to be called kevin and the Mulettes.
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah uh
2: and I was gonna be the lead grumpy singer. Yeah. <laughs> with my clarinet, because that's the only thing I could
0: say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure boy band with clarinet. I mean, you've got to love a love of clarinet, but, but honestly I'm not sure it's a boy band kind of kind of instrument,
2: is it? That, no. That fellow oh, um, what's his name? The guy who used to stand on one leg and play a flute. Um,
0: Do you mean fleet with
2: Mac? No. Mick, Mick Fleetwood fruit, Well he did fruit, he, he did, no, no. He did stand on You're thinking of Fleetwood Mac Mac <laughs> No 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 um, Hang on It was um, He's a proper rock star He used to stand on one leg And play a flute Stand on One leg And play a flute
0: <laughs> Well we used to play Fleetwood Mac a lot On the radio station I always used to go the wrong way around. So instead of Big Love by Fleetwood Mac, I always used to say it's Big Mac by Fleetwood Love. Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull, yes. Jethro yes. Tull. Yeah.
2: Well, anyway, he lives by us. Does he? And um, my mate, Matt the Postman, yeah. uh, we call him Postman Matt, <laughs> uh, he delivers his letters. Does he? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Does he ever look inside the letters? No, of course he doesn't, because that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: no comment. No. Um, Yeah. So he lives by us. So, um, yeah, you can you can be a very famous rock star and just play the flute and you don't have to call yourself flute with Mac.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, they get worse. Right. Let's open up the email and go through a couple of your questions here. Jason Cox. Firstly, I'd like to this not so much a question, but a suggestion. Uh, Pass on the thanks to you and Kev for answering my question regarding storage. Yada, yada, yada um oh yeah he was the chap that had uh, do you remember his mate um Pizer back in australia oh paisa yeah paisa paisa heard his mention and he was over the moon about it and he's now a new listener good um anyway secondly i've been thinking a lot about uncertain times that we all face at the moment discussion around mental health that you guys have been bringing to light and i've uh, an idea that i thought might be worth pursuing the idea was to look at creating an online photography exhibition website images could be donated by members of your community it would then be great once the dust has settled to hold a physical exhibition all proceeds raised could be donated to the NHS or charity. Uh, this would benefit the community's mental health as they'll be contributing to a greater cause. Basically, a win-win. I agree with him. I think there's a lot of things like that happening, aren't there?
2: Yeah, absolutely, there are. Um, I think there's loads of those kinds of things happening. I'm not sure how how it could kind of manifest itself in an individual yeah. um, capacity, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good right now, um, and yeah, that's a good thing yeah, for sure.
0: So uh, we're going to put that in the the good idea pile. If anybody wants to make contact with Jason Cox he's in the good idea pile just the
2: other thing we, we we were going to mention by the way the um about Alistair because that's what put me on to Jethro Tull and boy bands and stuff well, you mentioned your your mate Alistair
0: <laughs> oh right Alistair yes. you,
2: you never sent Christmas cards to anymore no. I thought no not Alistair Alistair's our friend and yes. he he's 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 doing something isn't he online mentoring or something for Alistair Freeman uh, next to next to yeah. pennies or whatever yeah. um so yeah to to kind of help people through the bits and pieces if you want to get a hold of Alistair Alistair Freeman um type his name into google do not type in jethro toll
0: alistair is a double is one of those those Alisters. alistair freeman
2: mm-hmm, yeah friend of the show
0: friend of the show keith martin hello to you both firstly an enormous thank you for everything you're doing the podcast has become the highlight of my day a brief interlude from the craziness outside this window and a question uh luminar editing software have you had any experience i cancelled my adobe package because i didn't want the subscription costs and it seemed like a good alternative. However, the three month lockdown may not be enough for me to finish the edit I'm currently working on. Do you have any alternative recommendations? Some <laughs> Keith, Keith Martin.
2: I'm guessing that it's not Illuminar's not a very fast workflow by the sounds of that no. <laughs> where
0: he said that. No, I haven't had any experience of that. Uh no, I have
2: um I, I, I've been I've been emailed by them a few times to, to say, you know, would you like to have a look at it and stuff? And, and I haven't. Um, I have to say, though, I've heard some very, very good things about it. But no, I haven't. So I can't really comment, I'm afraid. Um, but there are people using it.
0: I managed to get my subscription held for a couple of months on Adobe. Um, and I know. Did pe- you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, How did you do that? I asked. I said uh, during this Corona time, is there a, is. Yeah. And I, I went on the chat facility and they said, yep, no worries at all. Um, I got that advice from Anna McCarthy. She sent she sent that advice in. So, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're still doing it, but they were for a little while anyway. Uh, Patrick Connor, hi, guys. Listening again yesterday, another belter. Feel that perhaps a little clarification regarding the elusive F key is in order. So he's just re- responding to, uh, obviously, Ooh. what what you were talking about yesterday. Are you ready? Ca- yeah, yeah, cap- yeah, yeah. Capture One can use the F key to go into full screen, but you have to tell it first, Kev. Click on Edit... Then edit keyboard shortcuts on the drop down menu this brings up the keyboard shortcuts dialog click on view and you get a list of things you can assign keystrokes by default full screen I think alt control f uh, double click in the box next to full screen and type in f you Doesn't will get
2: work. no have you tried no, it no tried it yeah and um because full screen it seems to um Capture One means basically getting a, getting rid of the window bars around the edge, you know, right. the, the kind of borders. So when you do full screen on Windows Capture One, it still leaves all of the editing panels and things like that on the side. It just gets rid of the, the chrome, if you like, around the outside. Right. Um, and literally the only way, and I've looked it up, so many times and i would be very happy if somebody could prove me wrong but it seems in all the forums and stuff like that that are, it is this way right. you could the only way you can get your image to just show on the screen just the image nothing else nothing else not, like nothing else whatsoever apart from your image is to go into the slideshow view and even then it still shows all the arrows and pause buttons and everything
0: let's put uh, let's put that one to bed then it clearly doesn't work <laughs> Only on Windows, so I think it works uh, perfectly fine on Mac. on Mac Well this is something you could do with your free time Kev, you, you could um, get a Mac And learn how to use a Mac
2: uh, Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's something I've, something far more important I've got uh, No, please I'm no,
0: no, no I've I got to go and count the blades of grass in the <laughs> garden Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll put that one to bed as well then Um, Here's a great name This is the kind of name that if you use it Would get you a definite upgrade on a flight Every single time like doctor. I think doctors always get upgrades, don't they, on flights? And so they should now. Mm. Um, but uh, a, a doctor apparently gets you an upgrade and also will always get you into a restaurant, a doctor. Uh, 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 so if somebody who is a doctor, let me know if this is true. But um, I've heard that you know, being a, do- or a lord, and actually a friend of mine, <laughs> Ian Govia, um, bought himself a plot of land somewhere. I don't know whether it was in Scotland or whether it was just south of the border. Um, just so he could uh, plot a land, that he was able to legally um, assume the title of Lord. And, and, he, and Lord Govia always gets upgrades and always, always gets top places in restaurants. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there was uh, I could just Lord Kevin Mullins. Hmm. Anyway, here's the name Wallace Shackleton. Oh
2: yeah, that is he's amazing. gonna he's gonna uh, go far, isn't he?
0: he? Wallace Shackleton is like the name to have.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, Anyway, blah, 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 blah-de-blah. Sorry, I couldn't resist that one, he says. I love listening to your podcast. Flattery bit done. Over after a weekend of self isolation, I was crawling up the walls. So I started going out for a walk, taking my ex hopefully um, legally and at a safe distance. uh, My X Pro One or XT3 with me. I'm really lucky living out of town, so social isolation isn't that much of a problem. The XT3, you'll like this. The XT3 is relatively new, so taking it with me is actually a good way to get to know how the various functions work. While the X Pro One is like going down the pub with an old friend. (laughs) <laughs> uh, another benefit is that i've actually found new inspiration and in some really off-the-wall subjects like a motorway road report or stir crazy nature notes about uh, the only benefit of this isolation has is it's enabled me to catch up on a six-month photo backlog uh, anyway from wallace shackleton in kinross mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's a but no,
2: i like kinross nice up there
0: yeah i haven't been to scotland for so long mm-hmm. I
2: yeah
0: i think the um when was the last time i went to scotland probably with the BBC that is ages ago i remember doing oh. a, a road show for radio 1 in scotland at uh, mossaballoch um <laughs> that's I where it's not pronounced <laughs> like that it is mossaballoch you but you have to be very careful <laughs> that you don't get it the other way round <laughs> um, which
2: it's like Dunleary in uh, in ireland uh, just outside dublin it's mm. spelled <laughs> I don't, like very peculiarly <laughs> Um, but Dunleary, yeah, very um, funny. Steve
0: Pereira, guys, just want to say thank you for the effort you're making uh, to make everybody's day a lot more bearable. We've effectively confined to our houses now and gardens. Having something informative and entertaining makes it easier to deal with. Don't stop the humour, though. Thank you from Steve Pereira. So, um, on on the humour front, we I did this a couple of weeks ago, and then I kind of I mentioned it to you, and I left it out, and I thought, oh, should we do it or not? And and then. Um, and then jemmy yesterday uh, i don't know whether you know this but after she'd recorded her piece um she spent another half an hour to 40 minutes giving me a, a production um a briefing uh, a, 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 so some sort of production meeting and what, <laughs> how she thought we should be taking the show. So, um, um, do you remember that game we played, the wedding guest or squawking bird thing, where you had to work yeah. out the sound effect? There was a guest or a terrible laughter in the speeches. Well, Adna yeah. Nonart from the FujiCast Facebook group, he sent in a really entertaining piece that he'd read online about stoicism, and we talked about stoicism. I know. Um, and um, so, so um, he said, um, "There's an unlikely stoic a stoist. Stoic, no, it's not Stoist, Stoic, Taylor Swift, who said a lot of very informed things in her time. And do you remember I asked you who Epictetus was? Or Epictetus? Mm, Yes, yes. Epictetus was a Greek Stoic philosopher, born a slave, lived in Rome till his banishment. He went to Greece for the rest of his life and philosophised. And it's fair to say that his teachings are used widely today. He said things like, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters which these days is very important. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor Swift, meanwhile, American pop star who writes songs about her personal life, whose country music songs put her firmly on the map because she was a country star, first of all, wasn't she?
2: She was, yeah, yeah. There's a good documentary about her on, online at the moment and um, I think it's on Netflix. And Kanye West was really rude to her, wasn't he?
0: He was, yeah. What happened with all that? Are they Are they friends again now? I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, he,
2: uh, sorry, I interrupted you, didn't I? But no, he, not at all. No. She won, she won um, a Grammy, I think, when she was still a young... 16? Like, 17 yeah. or oh, 16, 16, yeah. yeah 16. So she got up on stage about to, to take this award, and Kanye West got on the stage and, and basically said that Beyonce, I don't know whoever he was going out with at the time, you shouldn't be winning this, Beyonce should be winning this, and then just got off the stage. Um, How rude. Yeah, what a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Very egotistical.
0: Yeah. Sorry, did you uh, say egotistical? Egotistical. Yeah, sorry. There was a little bit of digital dropout at the time. It sounded very much like something else. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and, and um, you know, she said quite a few. So her teachings include, you're still all over me like a wise, wine-stained dress I can't wear anymore, which in mm. these days, of course, is, is equally very important, along with Epictetus. So mm. um, I, I've even got a little theme tune here. I've got Epictetus or Swift um, a theme tune here. I want you to work out who said what, okay? So, since you're such an expert about Taylor Swift, who said, now, life is a ruthless game unless you play it good and you play it right? Who said that? Was that Epictetus or was that Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. I don't even know how you did that. Yep, yeah, it was. That's my. <laughs> oh, I love having Taylor Swift talking yeah. to me. I've only got one one thing she says. That's all I can get in the public domain. If you oh. want to be good, first believe you are bad. Who said that? Oh,
2: uh... Epi, 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 epi. Epictetus. Yes, he did.
0: Epictetus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought you might think that was... Uh, there's, only, there's only five or six of them. Nothing is great suddenly. Who said that?
2: Epictetus.
0: Yeah? Epictetus. Yeah. Classify your thoughts into two categories. Things I can change and things I cannot change. Taylor West. Taylor West? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Kanye West. Who's Taylor West? LB. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift said that, do you think? Uh, OK. I don't even know how you did that. She did, yes. Why do you walk as if you swallowed a ramrod? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift. Actually, Epic I know. I couldn't believe that. I had to check that answer several times. Don't ever regret being honest. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I don't even know how you did yeah, that. There we go. So there we. I go. love Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift. Yeah, look what you made me do. What? <laughs> oh, that was a song title. <laughs> Uh, keep up keep up with it let's do one more question then i've got a guest um this is from uh jez Cam- camilleri um hi neil hi kev my name's jez pronounced jez <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a first time emailer to your fantastic podcast i live in sydney oh, i love sydney have you ever been to australia have i asked you this before
2: no i haven't yeah you've yeah. asked me several times Sorry. every time the word australia comes up you ask me
0: do I- <laughs> yeah. Ah, just the most amazing place and, and the, the sound of Australia. I, you know, I, I think you're very, very lucky um, if, you, if you live in Australia. Um, but anyway, so he said, um, forgive the long and rambling mail, but I promise there's a question in here. You might want to skip to it. Should we skip to it or should we? Let, let's, by way of providing some background, I'm on the wrong side of 50. Careful, I'm not a pro shooter, having made $0 from my photography. I've accidentally shot one wedding for friends. How do you accidentally shoot a wedding? <laughs> just turn up and well, Oh I yeah. find myself accidentally shooting this Oh yeah I was going to the pub And um, now I'm at a wedding Look yeah. what happened i bounced between brands a couple of times He's been with our brand we've just learned about Nikon Nikon um and various others and now he's with fujifilm i don't consider myself to be a particularly good photographer the xt3 is well overkill for my capabilities however i love it and i love the fujifilm philosophy such a fun camera to use though i'm still very much learning how to use it question then while street photography interests me i'm I'm slightly put off firstly by my fear of photographing strangers but more so because i don't often see something that i could turn into a decent enough photo sydney is not the ugliest city in the world you're damn right there but I struggle to take too many decent shots. What tricks do you use to turn what initially looks might look like a mundane scene into a great photo, whether the trucks be in taking the shot or in post-processing? Mm. Um, hmm.
2: Well, I mean, what you have to remember is most people only show the pictures they're happy with, and for every one of them, there's you know, many, many, many that they're not happy with. So that's, that's important to remember. But, you know, it's i don't know it's what interests you because what what interests you might be very different to what um interests other people and, and ultimately unless it's unless it's for a paid client you should only be taking pictures for what interests you um so you know if you if you like i don't know trains and planes and automobiles take pictures of
0: trains and planes yeah. and automobiles and you know find your path i was very lucky to do a photo walk in uh, in sydney with marcus anderson the uh, the, the brilliant uh and street photographer and watching him actually um, work and you can there's there's an episode I can't remember the number but there there is an episode where we we feature him in the Fuji cast, right near the start I think yeah I think it's like 3 or 4 yeah something like that right right near the start but uh, I noticed the way that he worked and he said look uh, you know Sydney in particular is a real it's a it's a contrast place so the shadows he said they're fantastic and he was taking pictures through shadows with shadows tiny slithers of light he said this city is brilliant for that so maybe that's the way to think about that, uh, mm. Jez. And we, we, we um, went into the parks as well. Um, and there's certain times where the parks have um, are, are, are got another form of entertainment, like the the famous orb spider. Have you heard of this orb spider? Ooh, no, but it sounds horrible. Absolutely huge. It's as big as a dustbin lid. <laughs> and um, they, they weave these great big, um, great big webs. A friend of ours, actually, who was visiting in uh, in Sydney, went out for a jog in the morning. I don't know how he didn't see it. He said, I wasn't really looking. And I ran straight through two of these huge webs with orb spiders on them. Uh, he said, I was, uh, <laughs> he was properly screaming on the floor. They're going to kill me. But, of course, they won't. I think they're fairly harmless, aren't they, orb spiders? But.
2: oh no idea no idea but uh, i don't know
0: yeah so so Neil, have you have you ever been to australia before yeah yeah Yeah, you you never mentioned it you're allowed allowed to talk about tokyo and i'm never allowed to talk about australia oh let's let's go for today's guest then keith bernstein has been mentioned more than once or twice over the last couple of months Uh, We've had some questions about working as a film set photographer of late as well. Remember, Keith was Nelson Mandela's personal photographer at one stage, but this is a trip back to just a segment from the longer interview that was episode 43 at the start of December, where we started to get an understanding of how a photographer on film sets work, what the job entails, and how it's been affected by social media. I'm intrigued to, to the stills uh, working on, on film sets and the still side of your work. Yeah. Because, because that, that was a, that's a complete departure from, from politics and, uh, and photographing punk bands and all the other things you've done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Suddenly you find yourself in the, in the world of um, hot lamps and Hollywood.
1: Yeah, you make it sound very quick, but it was, a, it was a slower journey than that. So the photojournalism work began to decline, particularly as magazine and newspaper budgets began to be cut. Uh, that was one of the influences. And the other one was the attack on the Twin Towers. And I think that very shortly after that, one of the minor consequences of it was that access to a lot of institutions like prisons, government institutions, and so on became a lot harder. Mm. And my work certainly began to decline. And I was kind of lost for a while as to what I was going to do. I obviously wasn't trained for anything else, didn't want to do anything else. And again, it's one of those kind of odd things that happens if you're freelance for long enough. I had a call out of the blue one day from a friend of mine who's a publicist for films, uh, and she was referencing the work that I'd done in Southern Africa. She said that she was starting to work on a new project with a British director, and she thought I should come and meet him in South Africa and just show him some of the pictures that I'd taken. And the director was Anthony Minghella, and the film was the number uh, first adaptation of the number one ladies detective agency. Not a
0: bad way to start.
1: It's a fantastic way <laughs> to start. And it, in a way, it kind of spoiled me because Anthony, as I said, was the director. Uh, the DP was Seamus McGarvey, who I've subsequently worked with. And both of those are absolutely fantastic people, both in the way that they are on set and in the quality of the work that they do. And that was the first film that I worked on. And I thought, well, from now on, every... DP every director is going to be the same as these two and it's uh, they weren't <laughs> it's a like learning curve yeah but it was a good way to start What's the essential role of a, a stills photographer on on set If you say to people that you're a landscape or wedding or fashion photographer, they think they have a good idea of what you do. If you say you do film stills, they generally have no idea. So you're there on film and TV productions. Uh, You're part of the camera department and you're there to provide all the stills material that they're going to need to publicize the film in any format. And traditionally, that would have been the poster and maybe reviews in newspapers and magazines. Mm-hmm. That still applies, but obviously now, of course, there's a huge demand on social media, so Twitter and Facebook, Instagram accounts use the pictures a lot. And there are also a, a huge amount of material that the general public don't get to see because it's not released, but they form part of the archive that the film company and sometimes the particular directors want to have.
0: You mentioned Twitter and, and social media. How mm-hmm. has that proliferation of, of media, then, and if you like, the free exchange of images affected how you can make a living from this?
1: Uh, It's made an impact in that they use more pictures than they ever used before. Traditionally, a kind of a a press kit. So a film studio might release a press kit, which might be 20 to 25 approved photographs, film stills, and they would go out to the magazines and newspapers. That still exists. Um, But in addition to that, obviously, they're using a lot of social media stuff. It hasn't impacted me directly in the work that I do because that side of it is handled entirely by the publicity department of the studio that's distributing the film so that's slightly out of my hands right so yeah i don't i don't think that that's kind of impacted the sort of the amount of work that i i get or the amount of work that i need to do
0: I would imagine that the directors uh, form a good bond of trust with the stills photographer i mean i know you've worked with clint eastwood variety mm-hmm. okay five or six times haven't you five or six projects seven times yeah seven times seven yeah. times <laughs> do, do they call for you individually did you find that that's what it became that people would say look we trust keith we want Keith, uh,
1: it varies. I mean, there are people that I've worked so Clint Eastwood seven times. Um, there are certain actors who have particular requests. I've worked with Idris Elba three times, and certain producers that I go back to or studios, so HBO, for example, and Warner Brothers, will go back. Um, but there are, I mean, there's so much production being done now, particularly at a very high level of TV. Um, that the demand has become almost kind of insatiable. But there are some people, as you say, who a big thing is that they want to trust you on set because there can't be any mistakes and you can't upset the actors because the time is so crucial and they're under so much pressure. And as long as they've got a kind of insurance of, trust that you're not going to be in the way and you're not going to disturb anybody and you're going to deliver what they need in terms of the publicity then yeah they'll stick with you but I would imagine that that's not particularly different from working for a particular ad agency
0: I'm pleased you mentioned it, Elba actually in Long Walk to Freedom and that, that mm-hmm. movie you worked on because there was one particular moment where reality and movie world collide where you photographed the two of them at totally different times in history but there was a mirroring moment the famous hand-on-cheek shot
1: yeah it's one of those things that when it happens to you you're your mind kind of connects two things that happened nearly 10 years apart. So in six, Mandela, as president, came to England on a state visit. I accompanied him and he did all, it was a three-day visit. He did all the things that presidents do. He met the Queen and went to Downing Street and so on. And his final engagement, he was an old man by now, his final engagement on that visit was a press conference in the basement of South Africa House. Uh, and I took a picture of him there, which is a, a really ordinary Nondescript picture. It's a headshot of him resting his head on his hand. It's the kind of press conference picture that thousands of people have taken, and it was never published because there was nothing exceptional about it. And I put it away in a box. That, I mean, the negatives went away in a box in the back of my office for about 10 years. And then we were shooting Long Walk to Freedom in South Africa, and there was a reenactment. Idris Elba had to do a reenactment of a really famous speech that Mandela gave just before the election on live TV and we'd had all kinds of problems on that day with the filming. So what should have been a fairly easy scene to do had taken many hours to create because of some technical problems. And just before we started doing the take, Idris, who's extremely patient and quiet actor, took exactly the same pose that Mandela had mm. taken 10 years before in South Africa House, and I took the same picture, albeit in colour.
0: What was his reaction?
1: Uh, he was just slightly stunned. i put the two pictures side by side on an iPad and showed them to him, and uh, he didn't say very much, but I, I think he was just... I think he was probably moved that he, because one of the things he was worried about, particularly with a big South African crew as we had, was trying to sort of successfully capture the spirit and the mood of Mandela. And, you know, whatever reservations people have about the film, I think he did that oh, really I successfully. I, I would agree with you.
0: Across the years then, how has your work changed? I'm, I'm not really referring to, to kit or digital, though. That must have made a difference. You're, yeah. Your enthusiasm hasn't changed. I've, I've gone at that. But what about your work, your style, your, your photographic voice?
1: I don't think it's changed very much. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still looking at the same photographers that I looked at when I was kind of 15, 16, 17. I mean, along with other new ones, but I still go back to the same ones that I looked at. I I don't think anything has changed. I mean, I still love, it's one of those kind of cliches that you see on those terrible posters in offices about, you know, the worst day on a job that you love is better than the best day on a job that you hate, all that sort of nonsense. But uh, I feel that, so... Uh, I'm really just kind of thrilled that I am a photographer, that in this period I'm able to make a living at it. But when that stops, when people don't pay me for it anymore, I'll still take pictures. It won't make any difference. Thanks to Keith Bernstein.
0: Um, played it again, really, because we'd had a few questions recently about uh, about photographing on set and stuff. So I thought it might be worth rolling Keith out. He did actually, I dropped him an email the other day, actually, and said he'd come on again and have a chat. So uh, actually, well, he, here's a here's a, g- a good um, good thing to do. Um, Send in some questions. Have you ever been interested in in photographing on film sets, etc., or you've studied Keith's work and you've got some questions? Send me some questions. This would be a really nice idea, actually, and I can ask your questions to keith when we have him on as a guest again because he said he'd come on to to the daily show that might be a nice idea there we yep. go. have you you sound like you're going to go into question well
2: no 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 i was just reading on the on the, the news about um our our lovely health secretary man matt hancock mm. and he's saying uh you know he he it's quite unbelievable at and there's pictures of people in the in in a park sunbathing know, and stuff i know over, and the, he, over the weekend he, it
0: was stupid wasn't it
2: he's basically saying look if you do not understand this yeah we will make it law that you cannot even walk your dog or go outside your house. You choose. Yes, uh, uh, and that's quite right. It needs the anger needs to be there now. Bloody idiots. Yeah,
0: I, I know. Who was it the other day in the Facebook group? I probably shouldn't say his name because um, uh, anyway, he's, he's a he's a he's in the uh, he's in the police force, and he was saying unbelievable. On the way to work, he even found some kids boasting that they were going to go into the park to make a YouTube video
2: they should they should what they should do is arrest them take them and I know they can't put them in prison or anything but take them home and put one of those shackles around their feet and, and <laughs> tie them tie them to the friggin radiators that that's what I would do to them that's a Victorian
0: to. but I agree with you I mean it's, it's daft, isn't it yeah if you're going out to exercise we've even thought about you know when we go to exercise now because we're going to do a, do a bike ride sometimes is that we will go out just. Because there's four of us. There's the two kids and and Sam, obviously. I cut her hair this morning, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, crap cuts. (laughs) She was panicking a lot. I wish I'd recorded it because I was was going clip, 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 clip. And she was saying, no, no, no. That sounds like too much. It's coming off
2: some people you know that's uh for some people that's quite a um
0: uh you know like a sensual <gasps> sexy thing isn't it oh, i don't think it was at all no <laughs> there's nothing sexy about it, it was, can i cut that bit off how about no <laughs> what about that bit up there how about no oh okay then you're such a sparse ball um so yeah so we, we we're going out actually two and two so we don't look like we're in some big family group and because i feel personally quite guilty about it and I, I know we're allowed. To to go out for exercise but I feel guilty
2: I think it's really only in places where there's you know there's no space that you can literally go somewhere where there's you know you don't see anybody else I think that's that's kind of makes sense but you shouldn't people going out and I I mean we I saw it the other day when I was walking um, one of the dogs and uh, around the back of the abbey here there was to a guy and a girl, um, young you know teenagers. Yep. Uh, let's just say they were they were getting to know each other very well. Uh, so th- so they definitely weren't brother and sister pretty that way. No, you know, and I'm like, well, I, I understand. I really understand if you're a 16 year old girl or boy or whatever, and you you know you can't see a boyfriend and stuff. It's tough, but it's tough for everybody. Right. Stop it. Put your yeah. tongues in your mouth. Stay home. Watch <laughs> the internet, and get
0: a bloody life. Or, or, as our friend Scott would say, stop it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, then, Kev. <laughs> happy <laughs> Monday. Um, and we will, uh, we will, we will join together tomorrow again. Indeed. But not okay. biblically. Not biblically, obviously. No. Bye
1: bye. The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to so our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.